Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Friday, July 20th, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. If this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories, but we do have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday. Each day gets progressively harder, so today is Friday, which means that uh, it's the end of the week, and that means that it is going to be the hardest day of the week. As always, if you find this episode challenging, I encourage you to listen to it anyway. You never know when you might know something and surprise yourself. Also, if you'd like to check in on Monday, Monday's going to be the easiest day of the week. And so without any further delay, let's get into today's round of questions. Question number one, what is the capital city of Turkey? And the answer is Ankara. Ankara sits in the country's central and Anatolia region and is the second largest city in Turkey, following Istanbul. Now, if you guessed Istanbul, you're probably not alone. You would have been right about 100 years ago. Uh, Istanbul, in fact, served as the imperial capital city of the Ottoman Empire for nearly 1,600 years. That's 1,600 years. However, 100 years ago in 1923, Following the Turkish War of Independence, Ankara replaced the city as the capital of the newly formed Republic of Turkey. Moving on to question two. What is the study of the origin, history, and development of words and their meaning called? And that study is called etymology. Etymology is the scientific study of the origin and the evolution of a word's semantic meaning across time. For languages with a long written history, etymologists can make use of texts and texts about the language to gather knowledge about how words were used during earlier periods, how they were then developed into their meaning and form, or when and how they may have entered languages. Etymologists also apply the methods of comparative linguistics to basically reconstruct information about, uh, about forms that are too old to have any direct information available. So if there are languages that perhaps don't have any text existing, they use that comparative method. Uh, an example of etymology, we can actually use the word example. X-E-X -E is Latin for out, and a word called emir is also Latin, but it means to take in. And so putting these two together, ex and emir, a Latin word was formed, examir, meaning take out. This was then gradually morphed over time into the old French word exemplum, which of course later became example. Make sense? Good. So that is etymology, the study of the origin, history, and development of words and their meanings. Moving on to question three. Who painted the famous artwork, The Persistence of Memory, featuring melting clocks? And that artist, the one with the melting clocks, was Salvador Dali. 
The well-known surrealist piece was created by Dolly in 1931 and introduced the image of the soft-melting pocket watches. It epitomized Dolly's theory of softness and hardness, which was really central to his thinking at the time. One theory from, from that time uh, stated that the soft watches are an unconscious symbol of the relativity of space and time, a surrealist meditation on the collapse of our notions of a fixed cosmic order. One fun fact of Salvador Dali that I found while reading about him is that he would actually draw on the back of checks, you know, checkbooks, to avoid having them cashed. Evidently, people back then were so excited about having a Dali original that they would simply keep the check instead of taking it to the bank. Moving on to question four. In what year did the Chernobyl disaster occur? And that year was 1986, specifically April 26th of 1986. The Chernobyl disaster was a nuclear accident that occurred on the 26th of April in 1986 at the number four reactor in the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Uh, this occurred near the city of Pripet in the north of Ukraine in the then Soviet Union. Uh, it has been called the world's worst ever civil nuclear incident. It is one of only two nuclear energy accidents rated at a seven, which is in fact the maximum severity. So out of one out of seven, this was a number seven. The only other one being, uh, being the 2011 Fukushima disaster in Japan. Now, currently the local town close to Chernobyl is of course empty, but it is estimated that nearly 5 million people still live in contaminated areas. Moving on to question five. What is the chemical formula for glucose? And that chemical formula is C6H12O6. Glucose is a sugar with the molecular formula C6H12O6. Glucose is overall the most abundant monosaccharide, which is a subcategory of carbohydrates. In diabetics, the body is unable to regulate levels of glucose in the blood because of a lack of insulin. Perhaps if you've heard of glucose, that's maybe where you've heard it. A little history on glucose, it was actually first isolated from raisins, fun fact. And that was in 1747 by the German chemist Andreas Margraf. Now, if you want to see a, a funny painting of a man, I encourage you to Google the chemist Andreas Margraf. I don't know who painted his portrait, who drew his portrait, but uh, let's just say I hope they didn't do a good job. Moving on to question six. Which composer wrote The Marriage of Figaro? And that composer was Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, considered one of the greatest operas ever written. It appears consistently among the top 10 in the opera-based list of most frequently performed operas. In fact, in 2017, BBC News Magazine asked 172 opera singers 
to vote for the best operas ever written, and The Marriage of Figaro came in first out of 20 operas that were featured. Uh, the magazine went on to describe the work as being, quote, one of the supreme masterpieces of operatic comedy, end quote. In fact, it's actually the song played by, by Willy Wonka for the musical Lock to the Candy Room in the film Willy Wonka and the, and the Chocolate Factory, if you remember that scene. Moving on to question seven. Who is known as the Queen of Soul? The Queen of Soul was none other than Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin was an American singer, songwriter, and pianist. Rolling Stone twice, that's twice, named her as the greatest singer and the ninth greatest artist of all time. With global sales of over 75 million records, Franklin is one of the world's best-selling musical artists. You might recognize her hits like Respect, that's R-E-S-B-E-C-T, Rocksteady, and Think. Think was actually the song featured in the movie The Blues Brothers. Something interesting about Aretha Franklin is that her father actually began manager, managing her when she was only 12 years old. She was He was bringing her on a uh, gospel tour through local churches. So, Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Moving on to question eight. Who is the current Prime Minister of Canada? Our neighbors to the north, the Prime Minister of Canada is currently Justin Trudeau. Trudeau has been serving as the 23rd and current Prime Minister of Canada since 2015. He has also been the leader of the Liberal Party since 2013, and he's in fact the second youngest Prime Minister in Canadian history after Joe Clark. He is also the first uh, the first to be the child of a previous holder of the post. So it was actually his father, uh, Pierre Trudeau, was also the Prime Minister of Canada. Although, I will mention there is a fun conspiracy theory. I'm not saying it's true, but there is a fun conspiracy theory about uh, Justin Trudeau's father possibly being Fidel Castro. I encourage you to look it up. The, the, the images are quite remarkable. In any case, not saying it's true, but what I can tell you, is that the current Prime Minister of Canada is, in fact, Justin Trudeau. Moving on to question nine. Which Greek philosopher is known as the father of ethics? Okay, did you think about your favorite Greek philosophers? Because if you picked Socrates, you would be correct. Socrates was a Greek philosopher from Athens who is credited as the founder of Western philosophy and among the first moral philosophers of the ethical tradition of thought. Now, interestingly enough, Socrates himself actually authored no texts and is known mainly through the posthumous accounts of classical writers, uh, particular, particularly two of his students, Plato and Xenophon. One famous quote that uh, actually struck a chord with me is, quote, 
The only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. End quote. And I have to say, as the host of a trivia podcast, I found that one to be quite true. So, the father of ethics, Socrates. Moving right along to our last question of the week. Question number 10, which country is the largest producer of coffee in the world? And that country is Brazil. Situated in South America, Brazil is the top producer of coffee. Brazil produced 2.68 million metric tons of coffee on average every year. Now, thought to have originated in Ethiopia, in, in eastern Africa, coffee was common in the Middle East by the 16th century before finally making its way into Europe and eventually the New World. Despite the, the, the origin in the Old World, Brazil has actually held on to its first place position as the world's largest coffee producer for over 150 years. This is followed by countries like Vietnam, Colombia, Indonesia, and Honduras. So, ending in on Brazil, the world's largest producer of coffee for 150 years. Now, to sign off, that concludes this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be simple... That's fantastic. Uh, this is the hardest round of the week, but I encourage you to check in next week as well. If, if you found this one to be rather challenging, not to worry at all. We're going to take a quick break for the weekend, be back on Monday with a nice and easy episode. I want to thank you again for listening to my daily trivia. This was our first week. It was very fun, and I'm looking forward to kicking off week number two. Once again, I'm your host, Danny, and I will see you on Monday. Please enjoy our outro music. Music.